This is the Everyday Mind Podcast, the place where we come together to talk about living a life of notice, creating more connected relationships, and ditching the hustle as you establish the life and business you've always wanted. I'm Naftali Roberts, your host and guide, as we journey together exploring the everyday mind. Are you ready? Let's go. Today, we're going to talk about something fun, and it's something we're not supposed to talk about. Yes, today we're going to talk about money, which I know, it's just a space that we all get a little uncomfortable in. I don't know how many times people have told me Naftali, don't bring up money on the podcast. You know, it's one of those topics that we just don't talk about. We don't talk about money. We don't talk about politics. We don't talk about religion. We just don't talk about it. Well, I am tired of not talking about it. I feel really strongly that if as creatives, like, born creatives, we were to talk about money a little bit more, we would get rid of so many of the things that get in the way of us creating intentionally on purpose because there's so much gunk that we have in our minds around the topic of money. So many of us feel shame for wanting money for doing what we love because we feel like maybe that's asking too much of God or the universe or whatever you believe in. Some others of us have a lot of fear around money, the fear that there isn't enough of it and that if we spend it, it will go all away or fears that if we keep it, that then no more will ever come. Like there's just so many fears. Like I can do so many episodes and over the course of this podcast for the years that it will be in existence, we will. But today we're going to talk about something that truly I am passionate about. I'm passionate about it because one, I have seen the impact in my own life and business When you don't kind of get clear on this idea, I've seen the pendulum swing of, yeah, when you go to either extreme in this particular topic. So today we're going to talk about when should you spend the money, honey, and when it's not the right time to spend the money. Now, I can already tell you that I might get a little, as we like to say to my daughter, spicy in this episode. And here's the reason why. I see a lot of us, and I'm going to throw me in the mix, that will decide not to spend money on something, and then we describe it as being wise or logical or mindful and really we're just scared to spend the money. It's a pattern that is incredibly present within the creative and artistic community 
and I'm tired of it because here's where I see it impacting. Yeah, I'm going to preach a little bit this episode. It's just going to happen. I see it impacting because we as creatives can do a lot of things. And so then we feel like we should do a lot of things. And really, we are functioning outside of our will of genius. And we are taking so much time and energy from the things that we're good at. Some of the places that I see this happening And then I'm going to talk about how to know if you should spend money or not. Because I actually don't think you should spend it all the time. I think some of us, me, if I'm not being mindful, can go, yeah, I'll spend money on that. I'll buy that training and I'll buy that new tool that I need, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Look at credit card statement, fall down. That's happened in other seasons of my life as well. But where I see us hold on to this money, guys, is when we get to the place in our creative process where we really do need some professional help. Guys, there are professionals out there for a reason. And yes, you can learn how to do a lot of these things, some of them to a decent level. Some of them, let's just be honest, we say at the beginning, we're like, I'm just going to do this for a while until... I can afford someone, and then we never let ourselves afford that person. Some of these areas, CPAs, they went to school for it. They know what they're doing. If you find the right one, lawyers to make your contracts or buy contracts from so that you make sure that you're protected. Who are some of the other professionals I see people like refusing to buy? For me, I see this a lot in people refusing to get someone to help clean them the house. This is something I feel strongly about. If you are trying to make money doing what you love, then at a certain point of time, one of the things that might come off of your plate, it doesn't have to, but might, is hiring a house cleaner. It doesn't have to be all day, every day, but that would be the dream for me. But it can be sometimes. So how do you know when you're ready? Because we're not all ready. I'm going to share, like I mentioned in the intro, I have been in both of these seasons. I have been in the season where I have tried to bootstrap things that I had no business bootstrapping. Definitely when I first started my therapy practice, I did a lot of bootstrapping in regards to to like my website and my coding of the website when I wouldn't like what the template looked like. There was just a lot of bootstrapping that happened and that was okay. But what would happen was I would get a quote and it was a totally reasonable quote and I would get that quote because I knew that I was spending an exceptional amount of time. I remember a period where I was spending every waking moment that I had, that I wasn't spending time with my kids, and I wasn't making sure we were basically kind of fed and clothed. I was 
spending all of that time trying to understand how to set up a website and utilize SEO and all of these things that one, I don't know was super important at that point. And that's a whole nother episode, how to decide if what you're spending time on is actually causing you to generate money. But I was spending so much time and what ended up happening, and this is what I see over and over with y'all, you spend a whole lot of time because you're scared to spend the money. And then at the end of the day, one of two things happen. One, you spend a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of time. And then you don't figure it out. Like you figure it out enough, but then the bugs of the system keep popping up, whether it's website, whether it's taxes, whether it's whatever. And so then you either are faced with the decision of giving up, which, you know, we don't do. I mean, some of us do, but we tend to, as people that are creatives, don't do that. But sometimes we finally are like, okay, I have to give this up. And then you have literally wasted, if you do the math, so much money because you could have been spending that time on doing something that generated you money. Or you continue to bootstrap it and have constant stress and anxiety and long-term health impact. Insert, Naftali drinks a sip of coffee. Hold on, guys. Okay, so let's talk about it. When should you spend money? What is the process that you can go through to make this decision? First, here's the question that I ask everyone that comes to me either for a strategy session or I work with specific creatives and artists in their business to figure out what systems work for them and which ones aren't. And sometimes I am the person running that part of the business. So I am the other set of strategic eyes on their business so they can spend time creating and making. So when I'm in that, one of the things that we look at at the very beginning is if, if we took this list of things off your plate that you've been bootstrapping from the beginning, could you do more income generating activities, which could be a variety of different things, but they are actually activities that move you towards income. So if you're a maker, that might be actually making your product. If you are a photographer, that would be you being out taking pictures or connecting with clients. If you are a designer of jewelry, that might be actually making the physical products um, and jewelry design. There's so many different ways, you guys. You impress me every day. So yeah, like if you're an influencer, this could be content creation that you're getting paid for. So could you, if we took all of these things off your plate, which I'm not saying we're going to, but if we took this whole list of things off your plate that doesn't actually result in you generating more money, but they have to happen because they're part of hashtag business life, could you make more money or have the energy to make more, which would generate more money? Is that something that if we took these things off your plate, you could do? Now, the answer might be different for each of you. And what you might be saying is, I'm not sure. 
So if you are in that place where you're like, I don't know exactly if I would generate more money. One, I'm gonna encourage you to like look here and say, ask yourself, do I believe that there is not endless, like everyone's gonna be a bazillionaire, that's not all of our goals, but do you believe that money and making money from doing what you're doing is possible? I know that when I work with people, so many places that will bubble up is this thing is we say that we believe we can make money, but then when we really honestly ask ourselves that question, we don't actually believe it. So if that's a place you're getting stuck, I get that. And there are a lot of places people that get stuck there too in the On Purpose Creatives Facebook community. And we would love to invite you to come hang out with us there because we want to do life and business with you and help you not feel stuck there and not feel alone in maybe really truly questioning if it is actually possible to make the level of money that you want from your creative business. Because when you're real with yourself, you're scared and you're not sure it's possible. But if you do look at yourself and you do look at your feelings and you're like, okay, I do believe it's possible, but I'm not sure how to know if I actually would spend more time and energy in those places. Well, I want to encourage you to go to wherever you calendar. So if you're a paper person, utilize the paper. Um, If you are a digital guy or gal, go ahead and pull that up. And what I want you to do is in whatever way you can possibly do this, I want you to set up an, an ideal week within your life and your business where the time that you would otherwise be spent on all of these things. So you need to get an accurate idea of how much time you are spending on those things. So once you have an accurate idea of that, then I want you to look at your make-believe calendar and say, okay, usually I spend time trying to figure out bookkeeping and working on my website and looking at systems to do invoicing or creating invoicing or managing my email or all the other blah business things that can feel really training as a natural, true, creative that you are. What would I do with that time? So make a not currently possible, but possible in the future, ideal schedule. What would you pour into those times? And then look at that and say, would that, if I did that consistently, would that make my income grow? And, and this is the big one, and would it keep me more aligned with my mission and vision for my true creative business? If you look at your new ideal calendar and there's parts of it that don't align. If you are spending more time now doing things that are like not actually one that makes you happy, but more than that doesn't generate income and more than that doesn't align with your purpose and mission, like the numbers are off, the percentages are off, then I want you to 
try to figure out what needs to be tweaked. Maybe you do actually need to do some of these activities to feel like you're on mission and you're aligned with all of the areas of your life that are important to you. But I would venture to guess that if each of you sit down and do this and you create an ideal week and then you kind of look at it in relationship to how you are currently living and functioning, that some of the things that might bubble up for you is, oh, I would have a lot more aligned time and energy to this ideal week if I could outsource or if I could offload some of these tasks and do these because they're really not generating me and my business more income. And two, they are actually draining me a lot more than creative work does. I know a few months back, we talked about the different ideas of energy buckets and that we can't just look at ourselves as like this one whole person, but that we have to really look and see like, oh, creativity takes a certain sort of energy. And if I'm doing it a lot, it's great, but I have to make sure I'm refilling that. But for many of us, these more administrative tasks or tasks that we don't actually know how to do. We know we can bootstrap them because we're amazing, but they don't fill us up and they drain us. And there actually isn't a fill up loop for us in that space. Those might be the things that you look at outsourcing first. So I know, I know, I promised I would tell you how to decide if you are ready now or if you're going to be ready down the line and when to know that is ready to spend some money on some of these areas that are pulling you out of your creative genius. So first question, I want you to look at specifically how do you generate money in your creative or artistic life and business. So once you have done that, then I want you to really clearly get an idea on how much is your time worth. So you might be taking your income and dividing it among the hours that you work Um, Because that is right now how much your time is worth. So take that number. And if you haven't started making money yet, you're like, well, can I not do this? Kind of get a good idea of where you might be pricing things at first and how much time each of those things are taking. And play with this hypothetically. It will let you get a sense of when you are ready. And then... And this is where kind of that thought of the ideal week is. How much additional time to make and sell will you have if you outsource some of these things? So look at the time and look at the ratios and say, okay, well, if I outsource these things, I'll have two extra hours a week. If I outsource these things, I will have three real hours and two emotional hours because that's a thing left additional in my week. Maybe I'll have 30 minutes additional. It's, it's different for each of us. And then ask yourself, okay, 
one, what would I have to make to break even in this investment? Okay, that doesn't feel good. We don't want to just break even. But what would I need to be making with this additional time to feel like I have two to three X my investment? So let's do the math here because I don't like math, but I think it makes it so much clearer when we say actual numbers. So let's say you are a creative who really, really would love to not handle your books anymore. And that includes invoicing and sending clients reminders and just that whole payment process as well as the coding of your expenses. Now let's say that you spend about four hours a month on that. It's not that high, but let's say when you do the math, you also know that when all is said and done, you make about, let's just pick a number. I know that y'all's number is all over the place, but I'm not good at math. I'm good at strategic thinking. I'm good at decision support. I am amazing at visioning and creating a plan from that vision, but I love calculators. I have since I was born. I'm a natural born, calculating, loving, creative, supporting gal. So easy to do math. Let's say you make $100 an hour. So that means that you, over the course of a month, then have $400 a month that you additionally could make from outsourcing that activity. Okay, so that's pretty good. So that then looking, and let's say you have a CPA who is going to set up, they're going to set up your process for you. They're just to make sure your systems are in place and you're doing a good job. They're not going to do the data. If I mess up on the math, guys, don't judge me. It's just an example, okay? Okay, let's say that you spend about $30 a month on whatever program you use to categorize things. You can do cheaper or less, but let's say you decide to go to QuickBooks and that's how much that costs. I'm not sure how much QuickBooks costs anymore because I actually utilize Excel or Google Sheets for this process in my business because QuickBooks and I were not friends. I may move back to it at some point, but for right now, it was taking much more time and energy than I loved. So, but let's say you are a QuickBook lover or whatever program you utilize, and you're spending $30 a month on that over the course of a year, about $360. Okay, so $360, so it's $500 plus $360 plus Let's say that you hire an assistant that's going to do all of those things. And let's say that they aren't faster than you are at this, but honestly, most people are going to because when it's not their business and this is what their skill set is, they are going to be faster. But let's just say that they too need to do about four hours a month to keep you up to date. And they charge 
$25 an hour. Now, there is a variety of types of employees that you might hire in that, but let's just say on the high end of things, you hire an assistant, a virtual assistant, and so you're spending about $100 a month on that, right? That's what we're doing. Okay, so $100, so that's about $1,200 a year. So let me pull out my handy dandy calculator because there's a power in walking through this together. This is how you would walk through and figure out if you are at this point. So $500 for that initial setup. This is just hypothetical numbers. Don't write me and say, who do you know that will do that setup for $500? I'm just pulling numbers out. Plus $360 for the system that you're going to use to manage it. Plus $1,200 for the year divided by 12 months, that is about a cost of $171 a month. Now, remember how we said that you were going to make an additional $400 a month with that additional time because you know that you can actually create more and sell more from that time. So if we take that additional 400 and that's a low estimate, you're going to make that minus 171, you are gonna make an additional, just number-wise, $231 a month. Plus, you are going to bring in that much more emotional time and energy, which we know is something that for sure is worth something. So that's how you're gonna make that decision. You're going to go through and you're going to really look at it. You're going to ask yourself, would I use this additional time and energy to do something that's going to generate me money? And then you're going to do a cost benefit analysis on it. I know that feels yucky and not necessarily something we all want to do. But if you start doing that in different ways, you are going to realize that a lot of these things things that you've been avoiding doing because you're like, oh, should I spend the money on it? Really, the avoidance of doing that is costing you. What have I seen? Because I just want you guys to even think of this even more, right? I walked you through the money. So there's going to be the benefit that you will actually make more money if you outsource the right things. But The other thing, and I don't want you to outsource all the things, but the other thing that I do want you to understand is there are additional benefits to this. Having that additional time and energy and perspective is going to help you go farther because you are going to be able to maintain that mental and emotional space that it takes to be really, truly creative and show up in that way each and every day. It takes a lot to do that, guys. It's going to help you reduce burnout, which is the one of the top reasons that creatives stop creating consistently and therefore stop creating income consistently. And it's going to allow you to be the person, parent, and professional within your given field that you have always longed to be. So do you guys feel a little bit more like you know how you're going to decide this? I know for some of you, you have the data points now and you're going to be able to go and look at those different places in your business. 
I know for a handful of the rest of you, you may still feel stuck. And I think that that comes down to those places of mindset and belief that we talked about earlier. And also it may come down to just not exactly know how to strategically look at your business because you were so close to that. If you have gone through that process and you've looked at the numbers and you are still stuck trying to know if you should start spending more or maybe less money, you might run these numbers and realize you are investing money in your business that you could pull back, maybe you should pull back for a little bit. I did these numbers a year ago and realized, oh, I'm going to pull back on some of these things because they're not actually getting me where I want to go. They're not aligned with my mission and vision. So I had to let some things go. But if you're still feeling stuck, I want you to jump on a quick 15 minute call with me. Let's talk about where you're feeling stuck and how I can support you in figuring this all out. Have a great day. Know that you can spend money when it makes sense and know that you can stop spending money. If you look at the numbers and you're like, oops, go forth on purpose, be free, be creative. I'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you for listening to The Everyday Mind. Here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of the episode you just listened to, head on over to Instagram stories and share there all about why you've been loving The Everyday Mind podcast. Tag me, Naftali V. Roberts, and share so that more people can continue to grow their life of notice so they can build a life and business they always wanted. If you really love me, please head and leave a rating and review so that more people can continue to hear and get encouraged and the tips and tricks to grow a life of notice and build that business on purpose. Have a great day and I'll talk to you all soon.